Hey there, Sojourners. It's been a really strange few months, and that's not just on the show. I suspect you know it's been that way out in the world. If not, um, well, I think maybe it might be not a bad idea to turn on the news. But uh, we here at the Gothic Podcast just wanted to say, well, uh, we stand with Black Lives Matter. We stand with the LBGTQ plus community. Uh, we stand with uh, an effort for more diversity in creative works of all kinds, including our own podcasting, and for you, our listeners, to go out and engage with those uh, creative works and engage however you feel best suited to do so. And that's pretty much the official stance of the gothic podcast gang um yeah uh i appreciated when you said uh you know engage in whatever way you feel comfortable in doing so it's uh i think becoming increasingly clear that one of the best ways to actually help is to donate money which feels really lame and it feels like you're not doing anything but um you know, it actually it actually is, and I think it's a good way to kind of um, make yourself known without running into the trap of uh, talking over the very minorities you're trying to um, help out, you know, because obviously no one wants to do that either, ideally. But uh, yeah, uh, I think it's really important to, to recognize that, like, I think a lot of... Uh, a lot of us are getting getting tired of things not being normal right now, but I think we need to realize that what we think of normal, where we don't have to think about race all the time, has been paid for by black people being, you know, and people of color being increasingly uh, and incredibly uncomfortable, like every moment of their lives, ever since a white person ever looked at a black person and their pupils, their eyeballs turned into little dollar signs, you know, and so that's something that's been going on for a super long time, and uh, I don't think we can afford to return to that anymore because that's unacceptable so stay uncomfortable yeah stay uncomfortable that's pretty good and you know i think you're right um with the whole the the thinking of what's normal it's amazing what people will, will pass on for what's normal um and i think it's it's good that we we question that or we keep questioning that and through all of this it can look it looks pretty damn ugly but uh just you know keep your head up keep hoping keep pushing uh, keep speaking, you know, the, that's, that's whatever it is, whatever, whatever, where, you know, no matter if it's, uh, the world feels like it's against you, you know, your voice matters. Every voice matters. So, you know, keep, uh, keep, keep up the good fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally. I, I stand with all, uh, I have many family members that are, uh, POC or mixed race. So please, um, kneel, stand up, throw your fist in the air, uh, because black lives matter. Thanks for being with us sojourners. And thank you for joining us in the dark. And now for this episode of the Gothic podcast. Hello, Sojourners, and welcome back to Gothic. Uh, we just had a couple of episodes where Lori and Chauncey uh, have their flashbacks, and that sets us up for tonight, where we return to Lori, Chauncey, and Grace, and a few werewolves, making an assault on Castle Kane or the ruins thereof. But, as Lori crosses the broken bridge of the moat, something dark and fanged has risen out of the waters and is about to attack. Hey, everybody. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> well, not great, because we're about to be pounced on by a freaking giant crocodile or something. And this is what happens when you jump.
Dark, scary water in a creepy castle on the moors. You look in the water. <laughs> Says and the guy who made a deal with a demon or something. Yeah, you know. It's, <laughs> oh, it's I mean, too spooky. I, it's, a professional, it's a professional hazard. You know You know these things. It's like, you know, you put your, your, along, your PPE on. The water's on. fine. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my it's, hard it's hat nice on before I go into a factory. <laughs> God damn it. All right, so are you ready? <laughs> yes. As much as will ever be. Let's go. As Lori crosses the broken moat bridge, trying to get to the front doors of Castle Kane, a terrible creature rises up from the murk, draped in mosses and scum. It has the head that is somewhat like an alligator, but its body is bipedal as that of a man. Yet it is massive and muscled and scaled, and this thing does not look anything at all except hungry as it snaps and leaps for Lori. What do you do, Chauncey, because you're the only one that has seen this coming? Okay, all right. I had some time to think about this, and you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to turn that leaf over. I'm going to try to protect him. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, don't, don't, oh, don't think it's some altruistic motive, whatever. No, no, no. I need him for the werewolves. Completely. It's not like I'm trying to be a good person or anything. I just. I need him for the werewolves. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> no, okay. All right. So big man crocodiles coming up out of the water. Going to eat my little angel buddy. Yeah, I think I'm going to, I'm going to try to, uh, I'm trying to, I got to. I guess a good vantage point of where this thing is coming out. I want to try to protect him. I want to try to jump in the way in front of this thing or on this thing or something like that. Roll protect someone. Okay. All right. So I have a question because I've, this has been on my mind. Does my unholy strength or whatever apply to this? Because I was re I reread it and I, I'm, I'm going to be, I, I'm going to be fair about this. Because it says, on my unholy strength, I use my weird instead of tough when I kick some ass. This isn't kicking some ass. So would I use... Hmm. It's not, but you are... It uses tough. You know, it seems reasonable to me. What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess if you're... It sounds like you're maybe intending to physically put yourself between... Laurie and this this uh, creature, so that's uh, that's reasonable. Yeah, but okay, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try to protect him. Here I come. Snake eyes. Don't jinx him. It is a nine. Do I take the opportunity to notice the move and help out? Yeah, I was gonna ask if I could help out. How do you see this happening, Lori? Um, I sense and or hear them moving and decide to turn and confront it as well. Okay, roll help out. Oh, cool. That's an eight. How cool are you? You're an eight cool. <laughs> <laughs> the new elementary school diss. <laughs> your your uh, help uh, grants a plus one, but uh, it also exposes you to some harm. Oh, <laughs> So it does the opposite of what Chauncey wanted. <laughs> this is great. Okay. But it also gives you a plus 10. It gives you 10 instead of your 9. Okay. Uh, in that case, you want to get in on it. We're going to we're gonna have some fun with it then. We're going to go all in on this. He's coming. You're coming. Poor Grace is just has no idea that Crocodile Man is going to eat start eating her friends. Oh, look, a daisy. I'm going to hold, hold the enemy oh, back. Oh, dope. I'm going to leap on the back of Man Croc. And just hold him back. That's so cool. <laughs> hold his jaws open like Captain Hook. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Here's what happens. Chauncey, unwilling to dive directly into danger as the werewolves and Lori did, scans the area. He sees this terrible humanoid man croc, this crocodile-headed, mini-toothed thing rise up from the murk and start to move toward, start to move toward Lori um, to bring those terrible jaws down upon Lori's tender, tender flesh. And astonishingly, perhaps even to himself, Chauncey leaps into action. For once, 
not bum, hesitating, bum, bum, he bum, throws himself bum, 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 forward <laughs> and slams into da, da, the crocodile da, da, creature, da, da, even as Lori turns, da, 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 da. even as Lori turns, dodging and thus distracting to a certain extent the, uh, the crocodile creature itself. And yes, this great struggle now commences as Chauncey grabs a hold of the the maw of this thing and pries the upper jaw up and the lower jaw down, holding those those terrible teeth apart as Lori steps in to aid who... How do you see this happening, Lori? And as I'm turning around, I'm seeing him do this. Yes. You you heard a splash, and then you hear uh, Chauncey running, and then a couple of boot falls against the um, the wood of the fallen bridge, and then you see him out of the corner of your eye leaping through the air, more active than I, I think anyone has ever <laughs> seen Chauncey be since we never. I'm a man of action. None of none of the rest of you actually were there when he was fighting the ghouls. I don't think only. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Only Isabella. Only Isabella none of us witnessed who that. I still don't trust. Um, okay, I will take that opportunity as he's wrenching open the jaws of the man Croc to lay on hands or not lay on cast out evil. Wait, wait, I'm here. An attempt to banish the the Croc from us. Wait, I'm here. Wait! Uh, No! Don't cast me out! Not you. It's focused on the man croc. As you banish Chauncey from this plane of existence. But yeah. Okay. So focused on the man croc, I'm going to attempt to cast out evil. Which is great. That's a 12. Oh my. Oh my. Nice. Goodness. That's a lot better than snake. So it's banished. (laughs) Be gone! As Chauncey, like, leaps in front of you and he, he, like, pulls the the maw of the thing apart and starts pushing it backwards you stride forward and what does this particular banishment look like it's similar to the other ones where basically i focus my energy on that specific creature wave of the hands to just basically kind of shoo them away (laughs) back boy back (laughs) just just like a backhanded and they're gone do you say anything to accompany uh, this? Be gone, foul creature. The creature is flung up and away. It is uh, tossed as if by some giant divine hand. It is thrown up away from the moat and the and all of you there who are arrayed around it and disappears out into the night. Dang. Chauncey is uh, thrown actually Whee! backwards from this impact <laughs> in like some this. way and smashes into Lori, and both of you go down in a heap uh, in the murky water Ooh. and the the roots and tangles of, of old down trees and such that are in the moat along with broken pieces of the castle itself. And that, I fear, does one point of harm to Lori, but I believe you are able to shake that off. Is that correct? I don't know. That's uh, other than a bonus from my armor. So this is not armor defeating. Then that bounces that back. You do take zero harm, which in Monster of the Week still uh, has some effects. Uh, You are underwater and inhaling murky slime for a few moments uh, which does distract you for a little while as you try to disentangle yourself from Chauncey and vice versa and finally though you both get to your feet and Grace I guess I've been just standing there with my mouth with my jaw on the floor (laughs) (laughs) yeah it happened very quickly Uh, you didn't even see the thing as it started to rise Uh, you registered it there as Chauncey flung himself forward, but you didn't see it until it was almost all over and then... Can I, like, uh, help him get up out of the mud and just be like, wow, you two sure know how to make a girl feel completely useless? (laughs) (laughs) So you scramble down your side of the the moat bridge and you help them up. (laughs) Smook the slime off of my coat. And I was like, wouldn't it be hilarious if there's another one in here? Don't Say that, Chauncey. 
Well, you didn't. You guys wouldn't know if y'all had looked. Maybe this wouldn't have happened. <laughs> well, now I will. And I look around in the water. Uh, you actually don't see another one of the creatures, but you do see Chauncey's hat. <gasps> I need that. Oh, I pick it up and offer it back to him. I wipe it off with my hanky first. Uh, so you you pick up Chauncey's hat. It's it's covered in some water. Uh, but as you're <laughs> kind of sliding down the uh, moat bridge to give it to him, I need you to read a bad situation. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Grace. <laughs> oh no, is this bad? Did I pick up the Frosty the Snowman hat? Am I about to have something happen right now? <laughs> Uh, read a bad situation. Uh, it's a plus one. So that's a 12. 10 plus on a read a bad situation is a uh, hold three. You should be anywhere near that hat. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Are there any dangers I haven't noticed? <laughs> a voice whispers in your head, Grace. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was the hat all along. Oh, my God. This is great. <laughs> Grace Moreau. How do you know my name? Wouldn't you like all the evil in the world to be defeated? I will promptly, without saying anything, stick my arm straight back out with the hat as far as I can get away from me towards Chauncey with just like a very serious like look on my face. Uh, I'm going to snatch that back. I'm going to snatch that back real, real, real quick. Grace there was a moment there, and you can't swear to it, but you think that, for a moment, the hat might have had a mouth. Yeah, I don't want to be touching it anymore. <laughs> I'm going to empty the rest of the water out of it and clean it all the way off and put it back on. I'm going to ask, what's the biggest threat? Because I am all of a sudden really suspicious about this hat, strangely. It's not actually the hat that is the biggest threat. <laughs> It is a danger you hadn't noticed before, <laughs> but as far as threats in the area go, you do see now, as you look around, churning in the moat. The water is churning, the, the muck is bubbling up. It's not close. It's um, still a few dozen yards away, but in either direction. And those bubbles and churnings are headed toward your current position. Is this something that the rest of us are noticing or just Grace? Just Grace. Lori, you are still trying to get to your feet. Wiping mud out of my eyes. Yeah, spit out uh, murky gunk and get the mud out of your eyes. Chauncey, you're just happy to have your hat back, or not happy to have your hat back, as the case might be. I'm, I'm happy that Grace doesn't have my hat. That's what I'm happy. <laughs> so at the moment, Grace is the only one that sees these churnings and these bubblings approaching closer and closer. Are we all still standing in the water, or did we kind of clamber up the bank on the other side? Or on the original sign. You are still down in the water. All right. I would like to uh, place my hands firmly on the backs of my companions and usher them out of the moat. All right, everyone. It's great. We've, we're out of the water now, and now it's time to get even further out of the water. Let's get up into the castle and away from the bubbles that are heading towards us. Bubbles? Bubbles. I'm going to point out. I was like, see, if you would look out, this wouldn't happen. I am looking out, Chauncey, and now there are other things heading towards us in the moat, and I'm warning you about it. Now let's do something about it and get out of the water, please. I, I'd like to get out of the water. I don't like water. Go, go, I don't like go, water, go. Period. Run along. It seems there are lots of... I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> it seems there are lots of dangers about, so let's be wary as I uncoil my razor whip. Yeah, I'll draw my fighting sticks. The three of you scramble up the uh, far side of the moat bridge, helping one another or doing it on your own, as the case might be. And you make it to the doorway through which the werewolves passed a few moments before and a few moments before that, where, if you recall, you saw the servant, Graf. The servant you love so much and who may still have Chauncey's coat and who knows what secrets that Chauncey's coat might whisper He's to you. He just worst. became the lead singer of Nickelback. That's all I can see now. <laughs> Graf. Graf is canonically played by the lead singer of Nickelback. <laughs> let's, find this, let's find this dude. Oh my, Get my god. Coat, can we invite this. him to like guest star as Graf the Bad Butler? <laughs> okay. 
Oh, okay. Uh, I want to turn and watch behind us and make sure nothing's going to, like, climb up the bank after us or, or you know, try and come out of the water. That last thing leapt very quickly, so I, I wouldn't like to be caught from behind by one of those things. So I'm going to, you know, move backwards as I go into the ruins of the castle. As you scramble up the slope of the um, fallen bridge, uh, you, Grace, are the last one in line, and you give one last look back at the uh, at the moat behind you, and what you see is that churning, muddling of the water as it gets closer and closer to the bridge. But just before the disturbances get there, they vanish as if whatever it was submerges deeper or turns away. Okay. <clears throat> so they vanished like a large creature in the water would vanish, not like they disappeared into another plane of existence. Right. Gotcha. I'm going to ask my third read about situation if it still applies, which is... <laughs> I'm going to ask what's my best way out, because I would like to know that for the future. Uh, under what context are you talking about? So I'm thinking about when the time comes, you know, presumably if we don't die in the ruins of this castle and we need to leave, what's the best way to circumvent... Big assumption. Not, I know, exactly. <laughs> but I'm hedging my bets and I'm saying, should we need to cross the moat again, what's the best way back over the moat? If you don't want to have to be down at the water level if you want to avoid that. And if you don't want to risk Lori trying to angel wing you out because of the possible issues with that, then from what you know from having already circled and looked over the, the castle and the, the ruins thereof once is that really your best way out is also what your best way in was going to have been which was that section by the conservatory where there were tumbled rocks and beams and such that would allow you to cross the moat in a, a slightly more expedient fashion and a, further away from the dangers that uh, you just experienced. Cool. All right, having noted that, I'll turn back around and uh, follow my companions into the ruin. As you enter the ruins of Castle Kane, it becomes apparent that though the castle exploded from within, or really, as you know, as you watched, was torn apart from within, it didn't lose the entirety of its composition. Uh, hallways still exist. Sometimes the roof, the ceiling of that hallway is collapsed. Sometimes it has been blasted away. There's rubble everywhere. There's pieces and parts of armor here and there. Uh, there is what looks suspiciously like flesh draped over some of the pieces of armor or some of the uh, stonework here. In some places, the collapse goes so far as to reveal glimpses of those three moons in the sky, one of which you may recall is a skull. Skull. But no passage here is easy, and uh, some of the rooms off of the main corridor are completely destroyed. Some are just gulfs of emptiness. Can I, like, pick out one of the pieces of armor and uh, take the breastplate out and see if I can wear it, don this piece of armor? Oh, I see. So you're wanting to add this to the armor dress that you're already wearing. Yeah, because I have this kind of, like, subtle, hidden, you know, strict, like, you know, corsetry stru structure and stuff. But I want to see if I can get a piece of actual armor on my body because that seems beneficial at this moment. It would probably not add to, but rather be, you know, whichever one was more would probably apply. Oh, gotcha. So what is your current armor? Uh, my current armor is one. I'm willing to give this armor because it's so old and thick and heavy. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm willing to give it an armor of two. Okay. But as far as anything requiring mobility from you, it might be a minus one going forward. I mean, I'm not doing a lot of, like, parkour or anything, so... <laughs> not yet. Yeah, I think the most strenuous thing we did was walk, speed walk back up to the castle with a bunch of werewolves circling us. 
You know, it'll help you drown faster if nothing else. That's fair. I think I think I'm gonna keep it for now with the intent of possibly ditching it later. Because I'm I'm not like strapping an entire suit of armor on. Yeah, as you uh, move to do that. Oh yeah, the flesh. I'd like to pick a piece that doesn't have flesh draped over it. <laughs> so you move toward uh, one of the uh, suits of armor. The other two are ahead of you, and they move on, not vanishing, but uh, becoming more indistinct in the darkness and the shadows ahead. And as you approach one of the suits of armor to find its breastplate, there's a strange sound. It's a rustling almost. The fucking rats. It, it, it's not rats this time, but it is something about rat size moving. It's pieces of armor that pull themselves together oh. and stand. <laughs> and the armor lifts a sword, rusted and broken off at the tip, and it stalks toward you, Grace. Okay. Have I successfully put the uh, breastplate on at this point? Are my hands free? No, this is the breastplate you were headed toward. Oh, has okay. Has just reassembled itself oh, into a full suit of armor. Oh, that's exactly what I wanted. And is now advancing toward you. And in fact, because audience listening at home, this is a hard move. Um, it swings its sword at you and slashes across your uh, dress, the same dress you've been wearing all night, the one that you wore to the uh, dinner party to <laughs> yeah. start with, uh, which is one of your armored. It's really, it's it's gone. It's gone. It's uh, I'm gonna have to toss this one out. <laughs> Burned by hellhounds, slashed by burned. Suits it's of walked armor. through the moat. It's got attacked by giant crocodile men. <laughs> It's good times. Memories yeah. in that dress. Yeah. Maybe I'll keep it for a souvenir. <laughs> <laughs> These are the rags of adventure. <laughs> yeah, at this point, the dress is more armor than it is dress. How much of this would we hear, Chauncey and Lori? Yeah, can I shout? Help! <laughs> uh, something like, <laughs> something like, oh, we have company, or something. The suit of animated armor slashes at you with its broken, rusted sword, and you take two harm from that, Grace. Not armor defeating. Not armor defeating, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna shout... Hell, just anything. Ah! For that matter. Yeah, stay alert, we have company! And uh, start backing up rapidly with... I think I had drawn one of my fighting sticks. I'm going to take out the other one, because I don't think a dagger is going to help me fight a suit of armor. So backing up towards us, or backing up and putting the thing in between you and us? No, no, no. Uh, towards you guys. I'm assuming the thing is not in the direction that you guys like, are. Hey, guys. Hello. <laughs> hey, guys. There's a, there's a suit of armor. The ceiling is broken in places, so yes, currently Grace is illuminated by one of those openings where the three moons, one of which is a skull, shine down upon her. But there's a lot of places that still are because the castle is in multiple levels and there are still portions of all of those levels remaining that are uh, darkness. And those sections are what you, Lori, and you, Chauncey, are currently in. Um, ultimately, uh, my choice is to react immediately to the threat to Grace, Angel Wing over, and slash at everything with my Razor Whip. I know that normally when it's just you doing a an angel wing that there isn't any yeah it's instantly anywhere you don't need to make any rolls but i'm i'm thinking that an act under pressure is not Shit. out of the question here <laughs> i was afraid of that <laughs> <laughs> because because we're in an alternate reality oh damn you patrick and that's my cool <laughs> <laughs> Darn I know, metagaming. right? Okay, no. here we go. What's my roll? Uh, that's 11. Oh, good, good. Yay. So you are able to angel wing over to Grace without any problems, but you you feel it. It's harder than it should be. Instead of just flitting through the air, it's more like swimming through a gelatinous cube. It's like swimming through a gelatinous cube. Excellent. Without yes. the poison damage? That's, 
<laughs> totally with the poison with damage. The poison damage. You're able to throw that God off damn it, I shouldn't have mentioned the poison damage. <laughs> uh, you're there. And so, Lori, do you want to do... Uh, do you want to attack the armor, or do you want to protect someone? Uh, immediate reaction would probably be destroy the evil thing. Um, so kick some ass. Kick some ass, I And you already have your um, razor whip out. At hand. It's curled around you, but not like against your skin, but it does that weird thing that it does, which is like loop around you like it's the frame of a hoop dress. Excellent. <laughs> All right, and kicking some ass gets me eight plus with smite. You guys need to move back to the bone dice because you guys are That's getting my far bone too dice. many successes here. That's my bone dice. It's a six plus two is my tough. The bone dice. Bone bones. Dice. The dice of bones. Rolling the bones. Uh, yeah, you whip the uh, razor whip at it, uh, and it strikes back at you. Part of the sword catches on some of the razor whip. Sparks fly. Grace, you just see Lori appear in front of you with the razor whip just circling and and lashing around like a like a silvery whirlwind. Sparks fly everywhere uh, as the metal on metal clashes together and uh, the end of the whip uh, slips down and like flicks across uh, Lori's face but his razor whip also lashes around the uh, suit of armor and just rips into it Uh, how much harm does your razor whip do I forget I'm sorry three harm hand area messy and I also have smite which my divine weapon always counts as a weakness against the monsters I fight nice dang (laughs) okay so the armor's head just goes flying off the uh, helmet of the uh, suit of armor however it keeps on fighting and when that sword just uh, did lash across your face you took two harm uh one because of my armor one because of your armor okay chauncey yeah you turn to say something to Lori, and uh they just disappear <laughs> the smell of cardamom and the flittering of of wings you hear yeah with the smell of <laughs> cardamom and lace and the uh, what does lace smell like <laughs> You know, you said cardman, but I, it, it, it translated in my head as cardboard. So I've got a very, a very particular angel in my mind now. Card, cardboard and lace. <laughs> and so you can never tell. You know, you're walking down some back alley. Is it is it angels? Is it homeless people? You don't know. What's the difference? All right. So, Chauncey, you, you look around and you're like, where the hell to go? God damn it. And you then glance back and you see uh, the fight that's going on behind you some 30 or 40 feet. And uh, you see sparks flashing in the uh, grim moonlight. You see Grace staggered backwards from a blow that uh, she has just taken. You see Lori there, there razor whip lashing around like some strange whirlwind. And uh, you see this suit of armor, uh, helmetless and headless, uh, that is swinging its broken sword at both of them. Well, in that case, you said it's only like 30 feet away, right? Yeah, read a bad situation. Uh, Okay, read a bad situation? Sure, (laughs) sure, sure. uh, I like the rolls in this one, by the way. Wow! Um, That's plus sharp. So that is 12. Nice! Wow, what did you guys do since the last games that we played? I let my bone dice sit out in the moonlight for the full moon. We sold our souls to Chauncey's hat for good rolls. (laughs) All right, Chauncey, you have hold three. Uh, Is there any dangers we haven't noticed? Behind you, now that you're staring back the way you came toward uh, Grace and Lori and the suit of armor, but behind you, you hear... In the darkness. Oh, really? Interesting. So my next question is, what's the biggest threat? To me. (laughs) 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 Oh, oh, good. All right. And the last question, what's my best way out? (laughs) (laughs) There 
are doors to either side of you, well, openings, I guess, that lead into other corridors or hallways or rooms of the destroyed Castle Cane. So the best way out, really, is not back toward your companions or forward toward the growling sound, which sounds an awful lot like, you know, one of the hounds of hell, but rather Mm -hmm. to the left or right into one of the um, adjacent rooms. Is either of them better lit than the area I'm at now? Uh, One of them, the one to the right, does have uh, apparently broken ceiling all the way up to the sky, and that reddish moonlight that's also somehow bone-colored comes shining through and down into that. If I'm going to have to fight this thing, I'm going to take the fight to that room. Because it looks like that thing's focused on me, right? It's a threat to me. <sighs> yeah, I'll take it. I'll take the fight into that well lit room and try to maneuver, get myself into a better position to handle whatever is coming at me from the darkness. Although I am, of course, a fan of the hunters, I love it when the hunters split up. <laughs> Are you? Are you a fan? Are you really, Patrick? Are you a fan? I'm a fan. I bought you guys bone dice. I'm a fan. Uh, so as Chauncey moves into a side room, back with Lori and Grace, the suit of armor uh, lifts its sword above its head and drives forward, trying, in fact, to shove Lori aside oh. so that it can attack the mortal. It's not interested in Lori. It needs some soul juice. It seems to be focused on you, Grace. Yeah. Uh, perhaps because it's the you're the first being it imprinted on, or you don't I'm know. Its mom. I mean, you, you really don't have any idea, but it is it is indeed coming for you. Are uh, are there other suits of armor in in this general area? Not like living ones, but ones that have been like you know that are like knocked over and lying around. Uh, there were several, yes. Do any of them have decorative weapons on them? Um, sure. There are axes and halberds and um, a good old flail mace. Um, how about a big sword? Would you say there is a big sword? No, the big sword is claimed by the current... Ah, dang. ...suit of animated okay, armor. Okay, I'll grab... I will grab the mace, put my fighting sticks away. I'm going to grab the mace... And I would like to kick its ass with the mace. That's plus tough. Um, not terrible. That's a seven. Wow, we just don't want to level up today. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right, how much uh, damage? The mace does two. Does a mace do two? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, you have that info. <laughs> and I have a mace now. I'm going to mark that on my sheet. Uh, yeah, I was looking at weapons, old-fashioned weapons that can be used by my sect. I have a lot of these on here, so, uh, might do some collecting here. Yeah, the mace does two. Two harm hand messy is what it says. This is a flail, uh, so it's not the, it's not a stick with a, a ball, a spike ball on the top. It's a stick with a chain and a spike ball at the end. That's So that's you fine. whip around with that and uh, smash the uh, suit of armor in its uh, breastplate Mm -hmm. and you do two points of harm nicely done by the way the suit of armor that belonged to the mace oh no stands up uh, grabs the axe nearby and uh, swings it at you and i'm using another one of my hard moves which which i probably shouldn't just announce but i thought the audience at home might like to know when i'm using these things if they're keeping yeah they would yeah they would and um, and it just like slam you in in the back uh, where your armor is still fairly more or less functional yeah. but do you have the uh notes for an axe there in the old um, i weapons? have a couple of different axes this is a regular axe or a big axe big axe god damn it that does three but i have one armor so it does two to me you know you do your thing to the uh, armor in front of you and then you just like pressed forward your whole body arced as the axe smashes into your <laughs> armored dress from behind. Glory, there's another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. 
<laughs> sure. <laughs> You're um, the competent one. Help me out here. <laughs> are both suits of armor at hand for me at the moment? Yes, you're in the midst of everything. Excellent. Because I have area effect with my whip. I will go ahead and lash out at both of them, just swinging my whip around. Hey, Grace, just stay low for a minute. <laughs> I go to one knee. The thing about your whip, Lori, yes. is that it is nearly sentient. And so you can just swing that sucker around like crazy. It doesn't matter if Grace is kneeling or not, although she probably would just out of instinct. <laughs> yeah. But your whip will not hit your friends. Excellent. Um, it knows. So- it just makes these weird shapes my whip. in the air. <laughs> and I love you, whip. It snakes around and lashes into spaces uh, that are open and free of armor and rips and tears at its own will as well as yours so cool do i get to kick some ass now (laughs) you do (laughs) uh let's see uh nine can i help out yeah you could duck down as well help out as a plus (laughs) cool uh i rolled a 10 so you help out how do you imagine yourself doing this um well the one with the big axe is right behind me can i like I don't know, maybe push backwards and uh, kick, maybe kick one of its legs and destabilize it so it can't, you know, get out of the way. All right, so when Lori tells you to drop down, you drop down yeah. and then sweep your legs out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it causes the armor to stumble and right into um, Lori's attack, which moves that up to a 10, Lori. Excellent. That's an extra effect. It is. Oh, you're welcome. Beep. Uh, inflict terrible harm. So, three from the whip, extra for, uh... Being angry? No, no, for smite. For, uh, always count as a weakness against the monsters. And an extra harm for, yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. Four harm, plus it is counting as as its weakness. The original suit of armor, uh, your razor whip just lashes through it. Just goes whip, 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 like in anime it's just (laughs) awesome uh, these three slashes of flame as the holy razor whip just tears the suit of armor apart and then uh against the other one the whip lashes around snakes around grace's body over her just skimming like the top of her nose where she's gone (laughs) down and lashed out with her legs and it just rips into that second one as well not enough to destroy it but uh it does mark up the armor quite a bit all right uh chauncey yes uh, you are there in the moonlight, standing atop a pile of uh, rubble that has fallen from the upper floors, mm-hmm. and you hear that growl from the shadows ahead of you. Uh, no light source of your own, yet you only have the moonlight of those three strange moons above you mm-hmm. to illuminate the scene, but you hear it first. <sighs> And then it strides into view. Not a hellhound after all. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Is it Lockmar? Oh, please. It's probably the big black one. (gasps) Oh, which one? But the silver werewolf. I knew it. Oh, okay. I can use use this word accurately because she's dog shaped. That bitch. Excellent. Her eyes are strange. Hmm. I mean, you traveled with her and the other werewolves all the way from Bledson. And, I mean, you're not exactly the friendliest with them, obviously. But um, she and her name was... I don't think you gave us her name. You didn't? Uh, Actually, her name was... You did give us, I think. Oh, really? Silver... Uh, well, I know there was a silver one and a black one, but... Uh, the black one was really big. Yeah, he was big, and <laughs> she was sneaky. She kept, like, vanishing into the fog and stuff. Yeah, I don't think I did give you their you names. Didn't. The big black one is actually named One Death. Okay. And the silver one is named Silence. Oh, I like that. I was about to make a comment about him having a, you know, YouTube comment section username, but that's actually... <laughs> Silence strides forward into the moonlight 
and her eyes are strange. They're not the yellow wolfen eyes that she bore on your way here. They are completely black. Oh. Oh. And Chauncey, I'm going to just go ahead and suppose that you've probably seen this effect before. Okay. This is a possessed creature. Ah. Okay. Excellent. All right. Did I know what to do? (laughs) Okay. So... I, I look it up and down. I figured I was worried it was something of the sort. Uh, because I, because it's not itself trying to harm me, I don't want to absolutely outright murder her uh, or try to murder her. Uh, instead, I'm going to use some magic. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. I'm going to pull some magic out of my head. Oh. I know you're just How nap. long have you been I, waiting on that? <laughs> uh, that was good. About... about Seven episodes. Right. I think. That's a lot of time in the real world, y'all. Oh wow! I want to summon up some some little incantations and some uh, you know, start making some hand movements or whatever, whatever. And uh, with this power of my hat, I'm gonna try to banish this thing that is possessing my. Well, it's not really my comrade. God, I want to draw comics of Chauncey so bad. <laughs> oh my God! Right? <laughs> I want to try to banish this. I want to try to banish this thing that's possessing. Weird. That is a total, uh, say, 11. Ooh, look at you. Nice. All right. My weird's plus three. (laughs) Describe this to me, Chauncey. Okay, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to focus my my intent on this creature. I'm going to put my hands up, maybe make a couple of... uh, Obscene gestures. Obscene, not too obscene, (laughs) but just uh, focus. I'm going to reach back in that black, dark tongue that my hat speaks to me in, and I'm going to utter out those vile curses, and I'm going to attack the thing that is uh, possessing my, uh, it's not a friend, my my meat bag. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Chauncey, you know spirits you know possessions you know the way these things work um you listen to the whisperings of your hat and you utter words that are rarely heard in the mortal realm they purr off of your tongue but they leave oozes and the thing Whatever it is that is in silence struggles. The werewolf begins to twitch and she begins to shudder and she wakes and quivers and she changes. She shifts from her werewolf form, the pelt uh, ripping, just like Lockmars did when he showed you his human self. Silence her fur self collapses on the floor of the moonlit chamber and rips open as she, her human self, pulls herself out uh, naked and covered in the viscera of the innards of the wolf self, her own pale hair shining in the ruddy red bone moonlight above. And uh, she staggers to one side and collapses while out of the wolf pelt rises a black form, a terrible humanoid shape that has no features, but is just a shadow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's spooky. Meanwhile... Back at Lori and Grace, one suit of remaining armor still wields its massive and archaic axe, swinging it now down at, again, Grace's back. Protect someone. Can I move out of the... <laughs> uh, go ahead and protect someone, Lori. All right. Yay for tough. Seven. Barely. I was going to help out, but that wouldn't really change your result, so... All right. So you push Grace out of the way. And the axe comes swinging down and catches you a glancing blow. Not the full amount that Grace would have taken, but it does do uh, two harm. Holy smokes. Okay. 
One armor holy. So one. Yes. Okay. Unless you're attacked by a holy weapon. So, Grace, you get pushed out of the way, but uh, would you like to do something? Yeah, I think I'm going to use magic uh, to heal one harm from an injury. And uh, I thought about it a little bit. I think what I have is like teeny tiny strips of very thin, looks almost like a paper, like really, really thin with a little rune drawn on it. And I'm going to put it on my tongue, and that's how I'm using magic for this. Okay, nice. Like those, uh, like Japanese uh, prayer strips. Um, yeah, that's or nice. Chinese the uh, closest thing I was picturing was Listerine, but you know the little ones that you put on your tongue. That's <laughs> <laughs> why my breath smells good. Hilaritosis, but uh, yeah, basically it dissolves in my mouth, and that's the uh, healing mechanism that my sect uses. So, uh, plus weird. Ah, I'm okay with that. Plus weird is a plus two. So that's a ten. On a ten, the magic works without issues. Uh, yeah, you heal one harm. On myself. Uh, you feel the, the, uh, magic flowing through you, sealing up some of the blood flow that is staining your poor dress that you had worn to, uh, Lazarus Kane's dinner party. And I guess stand up. Chauncey, the creature, the thing that was possessing Silence, comes swooshing toward you. Silence herself throws up, uh, something black and viscous, but... Then she staggers to her feet. I've decided Grace doesn't like silence, but I, Sharon, am a huge fan of silence, and I like her very much. <laughs> so this thing is coming at me? All right. I want to I wanna size this thing up. What exactly is this that is up that I am up against here? I don't want to go into this blind and swinging like I got some fancy magical wit. <laughs> All right, so let's <laughs> investigate a mystery then if you want to identify what something is. Okay, investigate a mystery. Here we go. Plus sharp, right? And my sharp is a plus one. Here we go. That is an eight. All right. Okay, man, so I, I got a, a hold one, right? Uh, there's two questions on there that I want to ask. Okay, um, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'll hold s- it. Hold that question. Uh, what can hurt it? Magic. Perfect, because that's what I have. <laughs> okay, uh, is there anything else I can do? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> I'm like taking a moment, like, huh. Drop a witty one-liner. I think that's what you could do. You have a magical attack, right? Yes. Your your slashy thing. So that can actually hurt it along with use magic, either one of those. And you just know this kind of instinctively. It's this is a creature made of magic. Oh. And so you know that that's what can affect it. That's what it's going to take. All right, no problem. Cool. I want to I'm going to try to hurt it bad. Actually, you know what? No, I, I do want to engage. I was going to like enchant my sword, but we're not going to do that right now. I'm just going to unleash my 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 magical bl- Oh, your cane sword. I forgot you had a cane. Oh, I do. I do. But um that's for close encounters. All right, magic attack. Kick some ass. Here it goes. Uh That is a Oh my. That is a 14. Uh, I wanna, I'm gonna fight this smart. I wanna play the play the long game since my magic already ignores armor. Though I don't think this thing has any armor. I personally will suffer one less harm. How much harm are you doing? Uh, it's, I think it's only one. <laughs> I'm, I'm only pinging it. So you do that lashing out where you make your motions in the air and then the lines of force slash out as you did. So many hours ago, it seems, when you burst open the door into that room where you saw that poor woman sucked into the uh, bathtub, and you do that to this black shape, and you see it rip apart in a section, Oh! and it screams, but it makes no sound, Uh yet you hear it. Oh, I like it. And then it rushes forward. I mean, it's like Mm -hmm. back and then it's in front of your face and it jams its fist into your chest and lifts you up and then slams you down against the very rocks and stone that you were upon for two harm. For no harm then? So for zero harm, but you are thrown down prone. Yay! Fighting smart. The cool thing about Monster of the Week is that uh, Zero Harm still has effects. It's just that you don't actually take any... Nice. I like it. That's real gritty. 
But yeah, you're slammed down against the rocks. Your breath is knocked out of you. It stands above you. Back to Lori and Grace. The armor with the axe um, steps around and again goes for Grace. Makes a mighty swing of that axe for Grace's head. I protected, and at that point, I'm, re- as as a reaction, um, kicking some ass. It's not 5th edition. You don't have reactions. Do it! All right. Uh, 9 plus 2, that's 11. Let's go with completely hold the advantage. All hunters involved in the fight get plus one forward. And uh, your razor whip does three? Three, yes. More pieces of the armor go flying off into different sections. Uh, But it still stands. Can I take a swing at it? You can. With my brand new... Well... Although, before you do, Grace, it's swing... Uh, does connect with you. Ah, no. And does three harm. Uh, okay, minus one. Grace cries out, but I roll a... Kicks masses under tough, right? I roll a seven. That's all right, I guess. You flick out with your... What did you have? You had your uh, fighting sticks, yes? Oh, no, the mace. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a flail, but I'm using mace as the operative harm here. Right. So you lash out with the flail. The uh, spiked head of that swings around upon its chain, and you just smash it with all of your strength into the side of the breastplate of of this thing where it connects to the the back portion of it. The flail smashes into the side just behind the breastplate and the whole thing, the whole structure just falls apart and collapses into a pile in the rubble. And now you can finally collect the breastplate that you've been trying to get since all of this began. (laughs) First, I need to take a knee, and uh, I am not doing well. And um, Are you unstable? No, I'm unstable. I think, isn't it above above, uh, three you're unstable? I'm sorry, hold on a moment, because at unstable I get to do stuff. No! Wait, okay, so isn't it... it's, it's, It's above three that you're unstable, right? There's that little line. You make that swing... And then you just fall backwards. The mace falls out of your limp hand. You hit the ground and you're dizzy. You're still conscious, but everything is unclear. You're in bad shape. And we're going to leave you for a moment and go back to Chauncey. That's it. Anger and rage. I want to unleash myself at this thing from my prone position. <laughs> Just lash at it with all my magic on it. There we go. Kick some ass. Uh, that is uh, a 10. I'm going to inflict terrible harm. I just spilled beer all over myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> Joe, can you grab me a towel, please? <laughs> <laughs> you inflicted terrible harm on Sharon, who dropped her beer. And who is now bright red. <laughs> oh, wow, I didn't know you could turn that shade. Oh, God. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm a tomato, guys. I'm sorry. All right. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Chauncey. Yes. You lash out with all of your rage. Uh, yeah, that's two magic, two magic damage that ignores armor. Okay, so you've done three total to it. I Correct. Believe. Okay, it uh, lifts its non-mouth-bearing head to the moon and screams. Mm. You don't hear it physically, but you do hear it in your head, and it is a painful, terrible thing that does two harm. Excellent. That is armor defeating. Woohoo! Magic-y. Uh, it is armor defeating, but it does not defeat your immortality. It's still there above you, and now it um, lifts its hands, and it dives toward you, toward your eyes, toward your mouth. You're not going to like what you find. It's the spirit of coronavirus. Don't let it touch your soft tissue. It actually uh, flows into you 
or at least around your head and face, trying to make its way not into you physically, but into your eyes, into your mouth, into your soul. So I need you, Chauncey, to act under pressure. Exciting. I don't get to do this one enough. Let's see if I get some experience. Uh, that is a eight. I'm kind of glad you succeeded at this one because possession is the <laughs> is the other alternative. <laughs> I mean, but then I can earn XP as I go along. So Chauncey, it's not you that repels this from you, but something that already owns you. Oh. That. And it essentially echoes through your head and says, this one is mine. (laughs) Not for you to have, little one. And the thing is blasted backwards and takes another three harm. And in fact, that is enough to uh, shred it into nothingness. That's so cool. (laughs) It should have run when they had the chance. Uh, Lori and Grace. Yes. Uh, you have, you're now standing there in the midst of just armor pieces lying about, armor and weapons. I'm going to worry about not dying first, and I'm going to use magic to heal myself again. So you use another one of your uh, strips of paper inscribed with arcane symbols? Yeah. Or peasant magic. And then I'm going to drag the queerest towards myself and kind of awkwardly put it on while I'm still on my hands and knees. Grace, are you all right? No, dear, I'm not. I'm a little more all right than I was a moment ago. Can you... you... I hate to ask, but could you do that thing that you do with the healing and the... Uh, Yeah, I'm just wondering about the strips of paper and how much they heal. Oh, just one. Oh, just one. So you're still, like, got three damage. Yeah. (sighs) Um, Grace, please... Hold still for a moment, and I will lay on hands. That's cool. <sighs> Is this our first bad roll of the evening? That's a six. Oh, no. oh. Can I help? Can I help out by holding still? I don't think you can under these circumstances. No, I don't think so. By holding still and being a good patient... Because Lori is is trying to use angelic powers, and they they are beyond the kinds of things that Grace can do, and so... Oh, dang it. Yeah. So here's what happens. Lori, you put your hands on Grace, as you have done before in other places, other dimensions, and you try to heal her, and you do. You feel the power moving through you. Some of her wounds, they heal up more or less. They're, they heal as if they had been healing for a week or more. So, Grace, you gain one harm back. I, I heal by one. Gotcha. But, Lori, you suddenly take just a massive amount of pain into yourself. All the cuts, all the hits that grace had just suffered all come into you so that is what was it grace three harm uh yeah i was at three when Lori uh laid on hands yeah. so three harm total Lori. good night ouch what does that put you at that puts me at five. Oh, good, five. Good grief. and Lori collapses Lori. at about the same time chauncey and a woman that you don't recognize, Grace, uh, come out of a room just down the hall, illuminated some by the moonlight. You see that um, the woman is leaning on Chauncey, and she has almost silvery hair in the moonlight. And all of this is illuminated there, as is a figure that moves out of the darkness down the hall just past Chauncey and the woman, the giant lumbering figure of Grace. I knew it. I knew it. Lazarus Kane's servant. (laughs) The lead singer of Nickelback. As he appears out of the darkness. And we'll see how this all goes next time on The Gothic Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) 
The Gothic Podcast is produced by C. Patrick Nagel with theme music by Zoe Hovland and cover artwork by Jared George Art. Listen to The Gothic Podcast on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow The Gothic Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or email us at thegothicpodcast at gmail.com. Support for The Gothic Podcast comes from you, our listeners, so please visit our Patreon page. Thanks. I freaking knew it was the hat. I freaking knew it was the hat the entire time. I've said this from the beginning. I know you cut it out of the episode, but I knew it was the hat the entire time. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably leave that in. <laughs> My little hat rant. Your hat rant. <laughs> I think I actually, uh, at some point, wrote a little song about it. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, yeah. Chauncey the Monstrous was a little great evil dude. He began to feel bad and said, wait a tad, I'm a mean in course and rude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a good guy. Now how does one do that? So I bought a suit and some fancy boots and a big black shiny hat. And that's all I've got. <laughs>